and even the sort of secular idea that, hey, you want to test drive a car, right? Some guys would say that. Yeah, do you understand why that's weird? Because women aren't cars. Yeah, I mean, do you want a car that's been test ridden by every dude in town? Hey, do you want milk? Well, the milk's gone sour. Yeah, because it's been given away for free to everybody. Free milk, you know what I'm saying? Hilarious. Women are cows. Purity men deal success, women deal purity. I think you need to be able to identify women that are promiscuous, and a way to do that is by sleeping with them. Today, only 50% of men are. <laughs> I totally forgot about his YMCA handlebars. Amazing. <laughs> oh, this is a great freeze frame, too. Uh, added to my ongoing collection of divorce. Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, liberal. First off, it's gotten higher in both categories, but it's also switched here where you said there were more women who were single back in the 80s than today. Now, today, only 50% of men are even actively seeking a relationship, right? Women find 80% of men below average. In other words, there are more men now who are single than women. That's a huge switch. There are more people overall who are single. Half of men say, I have no desire to change. Uh, from being single and then 80 percent of women are saying well most men aren't worth me uh ending my life of singlehood that means that you're not before we get to marriage you're not going to have meaningful relationships and people are having fewer meaningful relationships than ever before so let's start this off with the causes okay where this started uh and i don't uh, do we yeah we don't have a okay by the way when he says meaningful relationships he means sexless ones he's one of the people who wrote an article about why you should wait until marriage to lose your virginity which which uh, if you ever want chaos on the wedding night goddamn do the medieval thing yes uh, allow us to experience coitus for the first time hopefully we're sexually attracted and compatible so let's go back then Okay, no-fault divorce is number one. That's one of the causes here. A lot of people don't know about no-fault divorce, he how hates it changed. no-fault divorce. Um, a lot of people don't know where it came from. So Hugh Hefner and Dr. Kinsey, you know, the guy who said that everyone should be able to have sex with everybody. Uh, that was just verbatim exactly what Dr. Kinsey said. That, that was the sum total of his experimentation, data, statistics, all that. It was everyone should have sex with everyone, and that, that's what the, the conclusions that he came to. Uh, absolutely. There's, there's history. Uh, no-fault divorce history. Man, every single thing is by right-wingers. Right-winger, 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 Matt Walsh, Tim Cast. Tim Cast, no-fault divorce is destroying male confidence in marriage. Tim Cast, no-fault divorce ended the family unit. Dating apps and birth control are destroying society. Wow, they all really hate no-fault divorce. I don't know if I trust them. Maybe we'll learn from Rebecca. If you haven't been paying attention. Steven Crowder is that conservative change-my-mind guy. He debates college students. He does it. In January of this year, Crowder revealed that he had turned down a $50 million deal to join Ben Shapiro's conservative outlet, Daily Wire, saying that I, it was, those things were an unhinged video that I had to watch several times for entertainment purposes. He repeatedly insisted that the divorce was not the fault of his twin toddlers, because obviously that's what we all thought. It's those meddling toddlers always causing divorces. He also insisted that Candace Owens was only talking about the fact that he was getting a divorce and nothing else yeah, and I that there was definitely no physical abuse involved and please no one ask any more questions because that would be very rude also by the way the divorce is not due to his stupid babies 
At this point, I had to excuse myself to go to the grocery store and pick up a new sack of popcorn kernels. By the time I got back, Crowder's soon-to-be ex-wife Hillary had leaked a security camera video of Crowder sitting on a couch smoking a cigar while yelling at her for not wanting to give his dogs medication because she was heavily pregnant at the time. And he also yelled at her some more because she wanted to go run errands, but they only have one car and he might want to go see friends later. Hillary Crowder also released texts showing that the night before she gave birth, she messaged Stephen Crowder saying, Stephen, I'm afraid of you and your rage. You are scary. You scare me. I want to heal things, but you have to take responsibility. Stop blaming others. Stop feeling pain and sadness only for yourself. Apparently, he did not take that responsibility. According to Hillary, she later learned that he had already hired a divorce attorney, so she got her own divorce lawyer and filed for divorce. That contradicted Stephen Crowder's original divorce announcement, though, in which he repeatedly stated that he did not want a divorce and that this was all his wife's decision making. The only mistake he had made, he said, was in choosing the wrong person because now she had decided to leave. And that's where things get interesting in a broader context, because Crowder lamented the fact that in the state of Texas, that is completely permitted. Children need a mom and a dad and divorce is horrible. But in today's legal system, my beliefs don't matter. In Texas, divorce is permitted when one party wants it, period. And wow, is that pathetic. The man sat in front of a camera and admitted to the world that if it were up to him, his wife would not be allowed to leave him. The only way Old he timey. can make a woman stay with him is under the threat of prison. Hmm. But that admission would only be surprising if you haven't been paying attention to what Crowder and his cronies have been saying for years, which is basically that no-fault divorce is a feminazi nightmare leading to skyrocketing divorce rates, more broken Started families, and the Hefner. degradation of society at large and so it should be out well he said that it was it was started by hugh hefner and kinsey and that it was part of kinsey's plot to make everyone have sex with everyone that, that was that was what i was learning as lawyers on justia's blog detailed that's not quite right at all. You see, America inherited England's divorce laws, which uh, meant that you could only divorce through a literal act of parliament. Very difficult to get back in the day. But pretty quickly, U.S. states introduced judicial divorce, which is what we have today, where a judge can dissolve a marriage. But in that case, he could only do it for very specific reasons, usually just adultery. Mm. And even that wasn't cut and dry because there was no such thing, at least theoretically, as consensual divorce. Moreover, the party alleging fault had to themselves be innocent. Divorce was a remedy granted only to a party who deserved the court's help. If the responding party counterclaimed and proved that the petitioner also committed fault, the divorce had to be denied under the defense of recrimination. The punishment for a truly bad marriage was staying married. Hmm. Divorce was also supposed to be denied if there was evidence that one party had forgiven the other for marital fault hmm. or if the parties had colluded to make it appear as if fault. I love that part because then as a dude, I could just be like, oh, I forgave her. Yeah, so one party forgave. I, I, I forgave myself, actually, for all my transgressions. So, yeah, no divorce for you. ...had occurred when it hadn't. So on the one hand, you have people who both want to get divorced from each other, but they have to lie to a judge in order to get it. And on the other hand, you have someone stuck in a, an abusive situation whose spouse can... My handlebar stash is fucking glorious. You jealous bastards can go eat a dick. Oh, handlebar stashes are fucking glorious. I'm a huge fan. I just find it absolutely hilarious that that's what Steven Crowder is rocking, considering that Steven Crowder does a lot of time shitting on people for different kinds of facial hair or if they have an earring or stuff like that that might insinuate something about what they do privately. ...can easily lie in order to trap them in a never-ending marriage. Nobody wins, including the general rule of law, which is made into an utter mockery. 
Hence, California introduced the idea of no-fault divorces around 1969, signed into law by one Ronald Reagan. And every oh. other state eventually followed suit, all of them adopting it in some form by the mid-80s. Some of them included special stipulations, which is why upon moving to New York, I, I, I heard it was Hugh Hefner. spouse and I had been living separately for a certain amount of time before I could even file for my own no-fault divorce. And in South Dakota and Mississippi, people still can't access no-fault divorce unless both parties agree to a consensual split. Still, the adoption of no-fault divorces was actually a win for everyone involved except for abusers. Hmm. Divorce rates actually dropped after no-fault divorces became standard from Weird. 23 per 1,000 marriages in 1980 to 15 per 1,000 marriages in 2019. Researchers bet- I mean, if you were to tell me without actually learning the history of this because of how Crowder is angry at it that it only benefits abusers, I, I would be like, that sounds right. I, I just, I'd like to know a little bit more. Stevenson and Justin Wolfers reported that in states that introduced unilateral no-fault divorce, we find an 8 to 16% decline in female suicide, roughly a 30% wow. decline in domestic violence for both men and women, wow. and a 10% decline in females murdered by their partners. But today's mm. Republican Party isn't focused on maximizing happiness or building good, healthy families. They're focused on controlling and subjugating people who women. they deem beneath them, which includes women. And no-fault divorce allows women to escape abusive men. And that's why Steven Crowder has been railing against it. The video his wife released was clearly showing him being emotionally abusive. I saw a lot of people making confused comments about how part of this fight was predicated on the fact that they only have one car. And why does this millionaire who recently turned down a $50 million deal as a slave contract only have one car? His words, by the way, not Rebecca's. But uh, that is curious, isn't it? it? You have enough money for mansions and all that kind of stuff, but you demand to have only one vehicle, almost as if it's about control and controlling and manipulating your partner. Because uh, how else would he be able to say that <laughs> sentence? And that would be so weird to be on the other end of that, to be like, so you make a lot of money, right? Eh, I make some. It's like, well, you were just offered $50 million. It's now public record as a contract. That's like, that's unbelievable. That's the kind of thing that like the world's most famous news hosts are offered on mainstream television. You were offered that and you have a racist transphobic internet show. Uh, that I mean, how much is Rumble offering you? You'll never know. Bake my cake. To share between him and his pregnant wife. Let me tell you, it's probably not because he loves the environment and would rather ride his bike everywhere. It's more likely to be that he likes to have control over where his wife goes, what she does, who she sees. And luckily for her, she finally realized that she deserved better, so she left. And that kind of autonomy in a wife is infuriating for the average abuser. If Hillary Crowder had been forced to prove fault in order to divorce, she would have been at risk of the very thing that she already said she was scared of. As the lawyers on Justia write, one may think that proving to a court that a partner is cruel would make the path to separation easier, but the opposite is often the case. In the years one of us has spent representing survivors of domestic violence, none, zero, have sought divorce based on the cruelty ground. This is because fault-based divorce can be dangerous, traumatic, and prohibitively expensive for survivors. I highly encourage you to check out the link in the transcript uh, to read that very long but well-cited list of research that proves what they just said. It's So, now we have someone who actually knows what they're talking about, wanted to use history, research, data, and facts to back up their argument. Uh, we stand all of that stuff. And so please go subscribe to Rebecca Watson. Links are in the chat. Uh, she does great work and her channel should be much larger than it currently is. Anyways, back to you, Stephen. His Playboy Foundation, they were the first to actually underwrite legislation on no-fault divorce. Okay? And they were supported by a lot of feminists. Now, the reason, the reason for this, just to be clear, is before no-fault divorce, there was a fault. It was either cheating, abuse, 
or abandonment, meaning that if someone cheated or if someone physically abused someone, they had to pay, right? It's not as though there were no consequences. And if there wasn't cheating or abuse, then it constituted abandonment. All were considered a breaking of the contract. That then switched in 69 in California. The first no-fault state, actually Ronald Reagan, he said it was one of the biggest mistakes that he's ever made, no-fault divorce, yeah. where it just said you can leave and break the contract for any reason, and there's no one at fault. So just to be clear, before that, it didn't mean that you could just cheat at will as a man or a woman, but let's be honest, they were more concerned about men, and leave scot-free. No, if you cheated, you broke that contract. Now, we need to be clear about this, too. Um, does anyone have a link that shows that Ronald Reagan said that that was the biggest mistake of his career? I would assume he regrets the Iran-Contra scandal a bit more. I could be wrong on that. I'm just guessing. But it's wonderful that right before he spreads all this, like, weird-ass fucking, you know, revisionist history, we actually got the actual history and the statistics behind it and how much it actually did help people who were in abusive relationships did not destroy marriage did not destroy uh you know divorce rates actually if anything it actually kind of stabilized some divorce rates but it really helped people who were in abusive relationships including men by the way yes uh, the the physical abuse of men by their wives well yes that that was one of the things that uh, went down so hmm. the reason that hugh hefner and people uh, on the extreme left the pornography industry were pro no-fault divorce is because they actually wanted men to live consequence free and be able to cheat and not have to pay out half and then it morphed into, uh, you Not know, what? the primary earner pays out half. So number one is no-fault divorce. Number two is feminism, okay? 1970s, three feminists, um, or sorry, there were three feminist books that were written by three prominent feminists, but um, there well, was... I guess we can skip those. We've already learned the history. So let's get to his apparent debate and or disagreement. Press. Yeah. That's yes. Say it. yes to uh, it. I'll fit in it for one day and then it blow up afterwards. Yes, exactly. I, the ring. I, can, I can still wear my tux. Um, uh, now, what are you about to say? Yeah. I just want to add as well, um, the question is, how do you destroy a country um, that's great? Yeah. And it's destroying the family first. Mm -hmm. And I think what I want to add here as well, social media played a huge role in this because, once again, TikTok is spe spreading a propaganda where they push women to be independent. Be that How woman you see early on those TikTok videos. And then men are becoming less like men. So it's kind of like this mm -hmm. whole culture of being in social yeah. media world. And it's, it's the soyification of society. I hope you all realize that's happening in real time. Look out. If you haven't realized it, you might already be soy. Okay? Have you been soying? Are you soying out? Well, then, yeah. They're feminizing men. Men are becoming softer. And women are becoming more independent. Heaven forbid happening destroys the whole family completely yeah, yeah. Yes. and you you hit the nail on the head with a lot of the problems like I, I pretty much was writing down i was like feminism leads to birth control which then leads to sex without consequence which then leads to divorce then that destroys the family and then on top of that to compound the issue you add in social media just like fresh was saying women have more options than ever before right so when women have a lot of options and they feel that there's a bunch of suitors that can uh take care of them or they believe so even though they because women make this terrible mistake of thinking Sexual attraction and men wanting me. My soy boobs, Gucci sizes, and serious relationships. Right. Here's some the of the, the consequences, by the way, like you're talking about. The show we have, is the, soy. We have these numbers, we'll you. make them available to you. You know, the, the, the body counts, as people talk about, the promiscuity, yeah. right? Women control access to sex, they're taking advantage on dating apps like Tinder. Men swipe right. Just I'm So right's the my, good thing? Yeah. Right means that, hey, I like this person. Okay. Men swipe right far more often than women. Women swipe right only 5% of the time. Men, 53% of the time. <laughs> wow. And by the way, Tinder like is also auto. not a good place to find meaningful relationships. Yeah. And to, to sort of put a face to it. Mm -hmm. Women don't owe you sex, just so we're clear. That's just not a thing. That's not. That's incel fucking rhetoric. Yes. Oh, I've been denied sex involuntarily. I was supposed to have sex. I did everything right. I watched Fresh and Fit. I listened to Andrew Tate. Okay. Uh, I maximized. I'm not a sub five. I'm, I'm decently looking. And yet still, women are denying me sex because that's apparently the dynamic that we've set up here.
an altered face to it. Social media influencer uh, in this, uh, I guess she's a fitness model, uh, Brittany Renner. <laughs> I can only find sources on right-wing pages, but they say that Reagan told his son that he regretted it. That's a little bit different than it was the biggest regret of his career. And again, if true, but wow, yeah. Oh man. And by the way, fitness oh. model for women just means you don't have, you're just not fat. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is one thing too, yeah. when women say like, you have no idea what it's you like to have these rough. body standards. They were doing- Quite 185, thanks for gifting yet another sub to the chap, appreciate that pull-ups before the show like you have any idea sure, how hard yeah. it is to be lean <laughs> and muscular it's like just just don't just don't be tess holiday and guys will find you attractive yeah so Brittany renner who's a fitness model uh made internet waves talking about her body count on the bus confessions podcast oh that's a good sign so you said your account is there's nothing grosser than dudes calling it that by the way in either direction like if you were trying to brag about how many people you slept with you're like my body count is fucking in the 30s bro like your body count? What are there bodies in your fucking trunk? Are you, are you burying them? Are you going to the? What are you talking about? It's Thirty-five. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you feel about that number? <laughs> it's kind of like annoying because at least half of my list She's in I a only bus. had with one time. Oh, okay. So, I, but I still have to wear those. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, it still happened. You know. And that's one of the saddest things that like it, it's something that you have to feel you're ashamed of you know like that breaks my heart where it's like i still have to wear these or i still have to own the fact that yes i did have sex with multiple different people in my life that did happen yes by the way the, the advice in the opposite direction given by fresh and fit is to fucking increase your body count boys boys you got to get out there. We're in a battle, right? You got to get uh, have sexes with many people as possible that's our advice just just so what we got to say I think that's the only thing that's annoying is the that music is annoying. That's my number <laughs> and I I can't even have on a regular basis. It's usually quarterly like that's kind of been my schedule unless like I'm taxes? in a relationship or <laughs> you know talking to someone, you know that pre-commitment phase which has not been anything recently. Um yeah, it, it sucks. So over half my probably about half my list one time. So how bad are you in bed? Now, getting rid of... <laughs> well, that's a lot, the, that's a the lot of The moral ones. idea, the, yeah, the moral consequences, like, that <laughs> at a certain... This is also fucking gross. You've got a whole network where all you do is shame women, and you shame women for actually either enjoying sex or having sex. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, people not sticking around after they have sex with her. She must be really bad at sex. Yeah. It's you. <laughs> So many of the people that I slept with yeah. didn't come back for seconds. Yeah, they're, if they're not living with a smile on their face, <laughs> you're doing it's not that wrong. complicated. Yeah, yeah uh, women aren't a Denny's. What are you talking about? Like, why? Why? Why do you have, like, it's just so gross and weird, by the way. Dude, is this going to work, Steven? Is this going to get you all the women that you've been looking for in your life? Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's the one who basically talks about how women who have sex with people are uh, really sad and gross and disgusting and should be shamed. And for men, yeah, I want to mention asset. too. Yeah, um, do women ever tell their real body count? Just being oh, I don't think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> we never really we know. We have an equation, it's actually multiply by seven, add another 10. Yep, and by the way, all of this shit, like, why does it all play into an atmosphere where people, like, I remember in high school, it was like so fucking important that you had sex, and if you didn't have sex, you're a virgin, and if you have you're a virgin, you're one of the virgins, ah, all that kind of stuff. It, it plays into a culture that also is fucking really damaging to men, too. I'll have you know, uh, like the, the, the whole atmosphere, uh, you know, when I was in high school, suddenly became 
came that even if a girl had done something to you that you didn't want or even if a girl did something to you where maybe like you know you were too drunk to realize it had happened you couldn't be upset about that if anything you had to be like oh hell yeah brother fuck yeah nice because it's like well yeah dudes want sex you just increased your body count bro nicely done new notch on the belt then divide by one <laughs> Wait, who, who, are, who are these women roadies for van halen <laughs> what was that lighting clerks when he's at <laughs> and, and i will say this too because we actually uh spoke with her on academics podcast yes. and i predicted this i told her yo you're gonna have a very difficult time finding yeah. a guy because you're out there on social media you've banged a yeah. bunch of athletes and celebrities guys aren't gonna take you seriously yeah and since you're famous and you make a certain amount of money you've been only if you are so insecure as a dude and unfortunately we reinforce this in dudes that the very idea of a woman having had sex with more people than you emasculates you somehow makes you less of a man instead of holy shit then that must mean you're really good at sex having and know how to have really good sex you probably have a lot of skills that you've learned over the years something like that i don't know like the the whole fixation with virginity to me has always just been fucking disgusting i'd, I'd, I'd rather have sex with other people who have also have sex and enjoy sex and like what doesn't doesn't seem that complicated basically ostracize a majority of men from taking you seriously yeah. you're probably going to end up single and the thing is she's starting to realize that now yeah yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I don't think we need to run another clip of her because we get, we get the point. She likes, yeah. she likes sleeping with guys. They don't like sleeping with her. Now, <laughs> she slept with three in one day, though. I think that's, a, that's an important I don't think, note. You don't have to run the clip. I'm yeah, just saying. She just I, that's, said she that's slept, the Before reveal. you feel bad for her, yeah. I mean, she did the hat maybe trick. Three, maybe it's yeah, three in one day. And yeah. here's the thing. You know, you guys uh, do this uh, Monday, Wednesday, feel, Friday, you said your show. To, to be clear, I don't feel bad for her. I feel bad for all of y'all. Like, I, I think it's just deeply sad to be a bunch of dudes in a room talking about a complete stranger's sex life and then trying to fucking denigrate her for it. Oh, yeah, she, she, had, she had sex. She had sex multiple times, multiple people. I know, fucking slut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Nick DiPaolo's on Mug Club uh, every day at 5 p.m. And the reason we brought him on is, you know, first off, he's, he's the OG. Like, if you ask other people in the industry, they'll say, oh, yeah, Nick, Nick's the guy. He's as funny as they get. He's been talking about this for a very long time. Now, again, he's not, I'm not saying that he's a Christian conservative. He's, uh, he's an agnostic, you know, rough-around-the-edges guy. But he talked about the idea of women's body count and even the sort of secular idea that, hey, you want to test drive a car, right? Some guys would say that. This is from 20-something 20 20 something years ago, at wow. least. Nick DePa Yeah, you understand why that's weird? Because women aren't cars. They're not cows. You know? That, that, that's always been a weird-ass joke. It doesn't matter what form it takes. Yeah, I mean, do you want a car that's been test-ridden by every dude in town? Hey, do you want milk? Well, the milk's gone sour. Yeah, because it's been given away for free to everybody. Free milk, you know what I'm saying? Hilarious. Women are cows. Follow discussing this issue. You could be the biggest whore for the first 30 years of your life. The NBA West, East, and South. And still have the pussy of a Girl Scout when you're 76. They tighten the vagina. And you're deceiving men when you're doing that. It's like rolling back the odometer on a used car. Are you deceiving women if you get hair plugs, Nick? If you go bald and you get hair plugs, was that deceiving women? It's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I was aging naturally, but then I decided to deceive, deceive all the women folk. <laughs> now do airline food. No shit. <laughs> hey, have you ever had airline food? It's kind of small and gross. Yeah. Observational humor. Know what I'm saying? Plastic. <laughs> That's a real thing, man. Like, yeah, it is. Well, we know girls that are in my, my lifestyle and literally they'll be pretty much with basketball players, football players. And then they go get the surgery. It's like, oh, I'm a new body now. I'm like, no, you're not. You're still the same person. And it's in. 
Again, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> in what in what world are you complaining about like tighter pussies? <laughs> it's like, yeah, the women went out and they're lying to you. They're lying. They should have the loosest pussies, and we should all know by the looseness of their pussies how fucking used they've been. Alright? Fuck that noise. <laughs> Interesting that he said this twenty years ago before the explosion of social media. It's even worse now because yeah. a regular girl will get DMs from athletes, celebs, guys that are top tier, and they have access to them now because of the internet. Yeah. And so in Instagram. Yeah. No, and the thing is, like, people will say, oh, you're being anti. No, look, being anti women's liberation, meaning having sex with as many people as you want, it's not anti woman. Ask, ask, how, uh, go, go take a sampling, right? A, a poll 60 something year old women and ask them if they say, hey, I wish, I wish I slept with more guys once. Dude, old people fuck like crazy, especially since the invention of Viagra. That's not, it's a whole meme. There was an episode of our Parks and Recreation about it. About all the people at the old folks' homes are fucking so much that they've got massive rates of STDs. And everyone's kind of, and the, the whole thing was like, ew, gross. But like, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's just one of those things that apparently is happening. I, I didn't know it until that Parks and Rec episode, actually. But it's apparently entirely true. But you know what is more important? Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares if a 67-year-old woman wants to fucking start having gangbangs or swinging or having sex with multiple partners or doing whatever she wants to do? How is that any of your business? One time in my life. That's right. my biggest regret. No, almost always these people say when they're older, they say, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. They don't tell you, you don't get, I wish I had more money. They say you don't get more time. I wish. The vagina is a muscle, gets stronger with you. So don't tell these men about the Kegel exercises. They may lose their minds. That's cheating. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's lying. I had more time. That's what they invariably say. When they yeah. say time, they mean time with people that matter. And think about this. You're wasting so much time in your life with things that don't matter, people that don't matter. And the problem, right, it's a double-edged sword, is you may never be able to find that relationship that matters because people are checking out. They're all terrified. Men are right. saying, well, I don't want to get married because... 70% if they're college degrees, 80% of divorces are filed by women just because, and it's no fault, and I don't want to marry a woman. Just because? So is that the official reason on the stats? It's just like, just because. For for the funsies. Yeah. Or is it like, I, I was in a happy relationship, then I saw Emily Radojanovsky's TikTok video, and then I realized I too could be a single lady, and that's why I'm divorcing my husband. Really wish that, you know, she hadn't made that video, you know. But uh, here we are. A woman who's trained herself her whole life to learn how to break up with men, and then women are saying, hey, I don't want to marry these men-childs, men-children, sorry, it's hard when you combine the two, uh, who are going through second adolescence in their 30s. Yeah. And yeah, but you're really pushing up and changing minds, eh? You're going to have a whole generation of men watching this shit, watching your show, who are approaching women asking for their body counts. That'll, that'll definitely, definitely get you in some awesome relationships, for sure. Hey, baby, what's your, your body count, baby? How many men, how many dicks you have inside you? Because if it's over a certain number, I won't fuck with it. Yeah, I'm a high-value male, not a sub-five. And, and this is, look, you want to destroy a society from within? It's tell people that evil is good. Yes. And when I say evil, yeah. I mean... Learning to, you know, I had a pastor one time give me this analogy, it's like sticky tape, where he said every time you rip off the tape, it gets less and less sticky. Yeah. Right? This is an analogy I used to use in youth group. Yeah. And it's true. The more yeah, partners you clashing. have, and you can't make racking up 10 bodies, 10, 20 bodies in a semester in college, because more women attend college nowadays. And, you know, there's, I, I call it the deregulated sexual marketplace. 
women basically are able to hook up with whoever they want. And if you leave women... We haven't heard one of these men talk about dildos yet. Well, no, because dildos are a tool of the devil. Yes, sent here to stimulate lonely women. That's the only reason they exist. It's not inept men who are unable to give women orgasms. That's not why vibrators exist. And there's not a single man who's ever used any kind of sexual device because men are men. They would never do such things. It's not like there's an entire billion-dollar industry around fucking silicone fleshlights or anything like that. So on devices, what do they do? They typically pick the best guys, and they're, you know, smashing a lot of these guys, and it's easy for them. So for as a man, you don't want to get into a relationship with a girl that has been ran through and you don't you're not able to see I call it like basically getting in the ring with someone who's a black belt and you're a white belt because you're not necessarily experienced enough. By the way, uh, the reason that it's such an uphill battle and why this shit does so well online, why it's such a massive industry is that a lot of this shit is, again, like most stuff playing into stuff that you've already been programmed. We've all been programmed with patriarchal structure. We all fucking don't even realize it half the time when we're doing it over and over. And when it gets called out to you, you feel like people are just being annoying or virtue signal or doing fucking, you know, woke signaling to one another and shit like that. But then uh, for people, especially younger boys who are like looking for guidance online, how can they meet women? How can they have sex? How can they do all that kind of stuff? They find all these kind of podcasts they are massive and huge. And people are telling you, yo, it's all about your body count. Make sure that, uh, you know, you haven't had, uh, uh, make sure you don't find a woman who's had sex with too many men. Uh, you know, you don't want them to be fucking just running a train through her or anything like that. That's a low value female. You're a high value male. So make sure when you get into that situation that you've already had sex with a lot of people so you can double the body counts all that kind of stuff it's gonna fucking play into this shit over and over and over like of course like young people are gonna be like oh so this is how it all works oh uh, this is what it's all about body counts incel behavior sub fives you know find my stacy to be able to um how do I see, say this? Combat. Uh, combat and or identify certain characteristics that would disqualify her from a serious long-term relationship. And guys have to learn this skill now. It used to be, you know, back... But they won't necessarily... They won't learn the skill through sleeping with a bunch of women, though. You need to learn the skill through screening for values and actually, like, finding someone. And I get that there's a lot of there's a lot of dishonesty, right? And there's yeah. a lot of deception. But uh, you're not... I don't know if a guy's necessarily going to learn, like, I slept with 50 women. Therefore, I know that you banged 14. It's not a hard 50. <laughs> but, what, what, it's not a hard... It's but, not a hard 50. It, it could be, like... 35, 40, whatever it may be. But what I am saying is that guys need to get out there and deal with a lot of girls. And I know this kind of clashes with, you know, traditional conservative values a lot of times where they're like, hey, you know, you should be trying to be monogamous, find a woman. Even though I think that is a great template maybe 50 years ago, in today's day and age with the way how women are and how promiscuous they are and how a lot of women sell men a dream or they sell purity, men deal success, women deal purity. I think you need to be able to identify women that are promiscuous and a way to do that is by sleeping with them. And I'll say this, the reason why it's sleeping with them versus just courting them and dating them is because that's a woman's main commodity. Like once you sleep with her, you've pretty much conquered that woman. Not to sound crazy, but you're, you're, and there it is. It's just laid out perfectly right there. You know, what is he saying? That women are objects and women's main value is sex. And once you've had sex with them, they lose all their value. There's nothing to them anymore. This whole idea reinforces the idea that we don't think of women as people. We don't, we, we don't think of them past the idea of having sex with them. Because, again, they're just like sex dolls. You, you're able bit. to identify the games. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, but then it could also become, you know, this is where we would disagree, but I think it becomes yeah. a vicious cycle because then not wanting yes. women to have a high body count and you have a body count of 50, right? It makes it, that's kind of what feminism was predicated on. They go, True. well, men are doing this, so we should, and the truth is, it's not really, it's not good for anyone, but I understand what you're, you're trying to say. This yeah. is the, the reality of the world we live in. But hopefully there's a, hopefully there is a split I, the difference. You were, you were in law enforcement, right? Yeah. You were in law enforcement. Yeah. When it, do you ever get trained on how to spot a fake ID? 
Uh, it may not have been part of what you're doing, right? But no, we yeah, have like fraudulent documents. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody that's trained on how to spot a fake ID studies the original. You don't study the fakes because that can change. You study the original so that you can understand and see when something is off. So I would disagree with you wholeheartedly on this saying, look, if you want to find a pure woman, study what that is. Go and find what that is so that you know what to look for, not necessarily what not to look for. Because I think you're going to be fooled. Like you said, women now will sell purity. I, I never really put it into those words, but that, that makes sense, right? That, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like I haven't been somebody who's going out and sleeping around. You need to be able to identify the lie, not because you've been down in the mud with them, but because you have stayed out of it. Here's right? the problem, though. We saw earlier a clip of the woman talking about her experiences, right? I've seen Fresh and Fit on other podcasts, and this is where they, like, they usually conflict with the right-wing hosts that they appear on, because Fresh and Fit will be like, yeah, the, the best solution to fight this is for you as a man to get out there and have sex with as many people as possible. We're basically advising you to do the very thing that we want you to avoid in women, because if women have done that, if women have had sex with lots of people, then they're low value. They lose their worth as a person, because their person, of course, is their ability to be, I don't know, uh, chastised or chased. It's chased, right? A virgin, pure, uh, as that host was saying. Yeah. But a guy, did he have sex with her? No. So off rip, she came in selling purity, selling like, oh, I'm a good girl. But from experience, if you knew who she was as a person, you'd be like, hold on a second here. Yeah. Coming to Miami, I got to pay for stuff. I got to take on experiences. <laughs> that should have been the first sign. But again, <laughs> most guys don't know because no, they don't I have know. the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you need the experience on some level. Yeah. It's, and again, like I said, it's like. Yeah, Sauvignon citizen. I value experience. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Is this the best way to deal with things? No. no. But I'm a big proponent on guys. You know, fighting fire or fire and dealing with women in, in 2023 the same way they deal with us. Uh, women, I hate to say this, in the dating game nowadays, they treat men as expendable commodities. That's why oh, they're yeah. able to do the things that yes. they do and just move. This, that's like literally what you're selling here to, to treat women like expendable commodities. That once that commodity has been used, a.k.a. she has had sex with you, then she no longer has value. Her value is now diminished as a result of that. On etc. No, I, I tell mean guys. That in a good way. <laughs> I tell guys to date, date like women do, and you treat them like expendable commodities as well. Because my thing is this: I, I see what you're saying, like as far as like finding a pure girl, but you're going to have to be able to identify the bad ones yep. to know what a good one. But is. the problem is, if I you do, do that, that, you will make yourself uh, no longer uh, an option for the good girl. She's not going to want a guy who's done that. And so now the only women you can end up with are the women with the 50 body count. A woman I, who actually is pure is not going to want a guy who's been with 50. I respectfully women. disagree with that. I, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Women tend to find men that can hook up with other women and have uh, sexual experience attractive. Now, is this all women? No. But women definitely don't necessarily disqualify a man for having uh, sexual uh, experiences like a man will disqualify a woman. The more experienced you are, a lot of times it makes you more attractive because uh, women tend to look for guys that are leaders, etc. And if you're a leader in the bedroom, leader, and all the other assets kind of seems it's like the definition of a double standard disqualify you for being having a promiscuous past versus we would definitely disqualify women three men debate women's sexuality so maybe and another man counters shouldn't we be pushing people like maybe the biblical prescription was the right way to go and don't abandon it just because it's hard it's difficult i get right. it I, I i was single up until you know like five years ago we so thought he was gonna die alone i, I know sure. thought i was we <laughs> thought he was gonna die alone <laughs> he, had, he was missing a tooth no i was i used just, to call him toothy yeah. yeah yeah you didn't call me toothy more than once I didn't know he had his tooth. But it was shot out by a BB gun. <laughs> when I first met him, I was like, "Hey, you ever think about getting?" He's like, cousin. "Oh, this was shot out by my cousin's BB gun." I'm like, "Oh, so you know about it?" He's like, Thanks, "Yeah, I just can't Joe. afford to fix it right and, now." And I want to yeah. be very clear too that I like I think. That- hey, so if you have single friends in your lives, uh, don't shit on them for being single. That's a really weird ass, mean ass thing to do. And also ignore all of this. Like honestly, I, I know I'm just preaching to the converted right now, but this very idea, this shit is reinforcing like a terrible dynamic on both sides. Both sides. Like, yeah, no, women should not be treated as exclusively sexual objects of course 
and men should not be expected to be having being these ravenous sex having savants uh, who are going to have these amazing uh, abilities and skills as a result of like you know no we are we're playing a game it's a war at the end of the day this is a war between the sexes and this is how we're all battling it out like so much of this shit is reinforcing what is making both sides unhappy yeah well what a surprise after no fault divorce that abusive relationships plummeted right the levels of abuse reported the levels of murders reported the levels of uh, people in domestic situations were going down because yeah no fault divorce gave people an opportunity maybe for the first time to leave a relationship that was abusive it's not necessarily in place to destroy the family dynamic uh, women having more control over their lives uh, control over their finances is a good thing actually women should have the ability to have control over their finances that's not in any way to try and uh, to the detriment of men it's it's really sad if the whole dynamic falls apart because men no longer have the ability to control and manipulate women if it's like all these things that used to exist that had you know the ability for for women to be completely dependent on men because after all they are the breadwinners they're the ones with the jobs they're the ones with the credit cards they're the ones who can vote they're the ones who can decide whether or not they divorce somebody all of those things are in place and when a lot of those things are removed yeah there's a lot of people who are divorcing no longer in relationships or no longer wanting to be with men who are like that making more men like that is not the solution it's not more shitty men and more shitty men being shittier in order to finally conquer all of these women who are now these sex objects that we have to like seek nuclear family is the backbone of any thriving society i think that's how the united states became the world superpowers through on yeah. the back and by the way it's totally normal if you don't want to be in a relationship at all at all that's fine that's fine. You could be someone who doesn't want to be in a romantic relationship because that's you. You could be someone who wants that but also just enjoys having sex with people. So you find consensual partners you can have sex with and then that's it. That's the story. Not every human being needs to marry and have 2.5 kids and live in a white picket fence. That's like that. That is it's so heavily ingrained and reinforced in every aspect of all the movies that deal with romance. Can you name me a rom-com where they don't fucking end up together that isn't esoteric and some weird artsy film? You know, I know Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of my favorite films as well. But that film even ends on a little bit like... Well, do do. I mean, maybe that's why Past Lives was so refreshing. I'm not going to spoil Past Lives for anybody, but Past Lives was a movie that actually really bucked a lot of rom-com or romantic film trends in its both presentation and description about, you know, what, what it would be like if you'd lived a different life or what life could have been had you been with one partner or another, that kind of stuff. And yeah, the majority of them from, from the ground on up is usually uh, a woman is working in some, you know, really high-pressure situation. She works for a magazine or she works for a fashion company and she's just like, so busy she doesn't have any time and then along comes a quirky but incredibly handsome oh boy is he ever handsome man and all of a sudden a relationship starts and look at all the silly hijinks and foibles they go along the way and then boom they fall in love in the end they get married they have 2.5 kids bah yeah you got another rom-com you got another romance and guess what there's nothing wrong with that either there's no one on the left saying that you shouldn't have a happy life where you're happily married and you have children and you raise a family hell yeah go do it but we're saying it's also totally okay if you don't want to do that you know, it's, it's totally fine if you don't want to have sex ever, ever. If sex isn't your thing, like that's also completely fine. You're not a pervert. You're not a degenerate. There's not something wrong with you. You just are. That's it. It's, it's, it's totally fucked up for us to try to impose if you are someone who wants to have sex on every single other person that this is what you got to do. Got to get out there, bro. Got to go fucking get that body count. Up your body count, bro. But if you're a woman, don't have sex with anybody ever. No, no, no. That's uh, that's the way you maintain your purity.
nuclear families. I think a man should be with a woman and we should have children. But unfortunately, with the way things are now where we have this deregulated sexual marketplace where women control everything, mm-hmm. I want to put men in a position everything. where they're able to properly ascertain that woman's value to give her that commitment because guys take her. on a don't such a huge risk. Don't sleep with her. Don't sleep. Here's And I agree with you that they, that they are. The minute my wife, who's now my wife at the time, the girl that I was dating, we talked about sex early and said, hey, I'm waiting. That immediately turns people on or off. It turns people off that are that like, hey, true. I'm just interested in sex. And it turns somebody on, not in a, like a you know, sex way, but it turns like, ooh, okay, so this guy has some morals. This yeah. guy has a little bit of what I'm looking for. There's some character there. There's something more than just, hey, I'm trying to get in your pants there. I, I agree with you. Like, I think the problem that we're facing is that society, you're, you're correct, is crazy. Right. I don't think you play into their hand, though. I think you have to go a completely different direction. Well, there's also another my primary issue is before once we get onto the we get past the entry point. Right. Here's the problem to you and your wife. And I know that. And by the way, you were both very straightforward about your quote unquote. Body I did want to have sex with her before. Yeah, of so course was, you did. Yeah, yeah. Of course you did. You're a man. <laughs> I mean, it was like every, it was for a while. It was like we had to we had to move the furniture like a great Dane's tail. No, come on. <laughs> but um, it's difficult. Here's the See, like, all this is so weird and unhealthy. Like, I genuinely feel sorry for this dude to be surrounded by Crowder, all of his fucking sycophants. And meanwhile, Crowder is, like, sexually abusing and sexually harassing all of his employees. And he's watching Crowder just whipping his dick out every single day, being like, It's totally fine! I'm owning the libs by putting my balls on the rest of my employees! And then, at the same time, he's like, Yeah, but according to, you know, Crowder's teachings, uh, I can't, uh, I cannot have sex with you uh, until after the marriage, at which point we are ordained by God to be able to consummate uh, for the purposes of procreation exclusively and then uh, yeah we're, we're entering a covenant a sacred one of course um, though, the reality is at this point in time not that she ever would but now that you're married and the church has failed men in a lot of ways here um, where that woman's talking about hey I expect this is okay how about a prenup your wife if she wanted to if she were that person could leave you tomorrow and take all your stuff yeah. even though you both waited and that's a separate Take all your stuff. Is that how it works? It's not even half anymore. It's just like women, they're they're secretly tempting men with their bodies. And then once you enter that relationship, they're then intentionally divorcing men to take all of their possessions on the spot. And there's there's a lot of this happening, apparently. Problem. So right. there's so many barriers to entry now for there's young men issues, yeah. where they're going, hold on a second. First off, body count. And then let's assume, let's assume that we all find common ground and you each find a person who is actually... Uh, loyal, a person who actually does value their body and values their partner. There still is a contract right now that doesn't... I propose you can value your body and still love having sex. Both are compatible. Absolutely. Makes sense. And men are saying, even if all of that happens, right, yeah. I would rather... And here's another uh, report. Um, one third of men between ages 18 to 24, no sexual activity at all in the... Isn't that what you want? Wouldn't that be a stat where you're like, hell yeah, it's working. I'm doing it. Previous year, a lot of them aren't even interested in it at all. That's why you have Western men becoming what they call passport bros. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet it's going to be porn, right? The reason is porn because people have porn now because there's porn. No one wants to have sex anymore. And this is according to Urban Dictionary where they say men who have chosen to seek out foreign women, typically from other countries for relationships. Why? Because there's a different standard. There's a different view of marriage. There's an actual view, a contractual view of marriage. They believe, according to this source, that uh, Western women have been influenced by cultural and societal pressures to behave in a certain way. And that by seeking out foreign women that can find authentic, fulfilling and uh, more harmonious relationships, they'll often go to Southeast Asia or South America. And just because this conversation can always get intense, here's, um, well, try and guess why it's a pleasant clip.
We were both vibing in Spanglish until she spoke too fast. Se llaman empanadas de iglesia porque son empanadas más pequeñas. Women here are very feminine. Small empanadas. Right now there are Western women watching this turn to husband. Is that what you want? Is that? Yes. Quiero que tú me veas bien. Bonk stick for fucking Crowder there. My wife. Is that what you want? Yes. Ah. We noticed directly uh, behind yes. us was a church. I don't know what you guys would have done in this situation, but I'll tell you what I did. Part two is coming. Make sure you follow me. I got good shit. Well, I can guess. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Women right now are like, is that what you want? Do you think? Yes. Oh, you mean someone, someone who is pretty, who seems happy to be there, who's nice, who's happy to be in a relationship? And I, I think you're just saying the same thing this multiple times. Someone who's pretty, who's hot, who's a large boobas, uh, sexy, you know, that's, uh, yes, that's what men want. It's what I want. If he is the primary earner, she's glad to support him. Yep, yeah, look, here's the thing. Men have not changed what they want in women. Women have changed what they expect from men. Yeah. Now, this is not good for women. What women used to want was someone who could protect and provide for them. I mean, let me give you an example here. Uh, Winston Churchill, and uh, you can, uh, Gary from Russia, we're going to have him in later. We have an intervention with him because he keeps picking the wrong women. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to help. So a lot of women, right, they want men who can provide and protect. Okay, that's important. Now, also, you need to be tender, right, to your wife. You need to. By the way, um, when you talk to women and, and speak to women, don't, don't often hear that. You know, you know, a lot of my women friends are not always saying, and even the single ones. Oh, yeah, really looking for a guy who could physically protect me from intruders. That's 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 probably number one on the list is is guy who who could protect me from intruders. So you know, as as intruders approach me on the street and at our household, I would want to make sure that he was physically capable of destroying them. Um, that's it's probably number one you know number two is high body count i want to make sure that he's had sex with like a thousand men <laughs> a thousand women freudian slip um but no it's often a nice guy who's funny and kind to me and then the bar sometimes is so low who's also clean <laughs> but yeah uh ambition is great you know uh, someone who has drive someone who has goals that's very sexy that can also be very attractive to a lot of people uh someone who is friendly and kind not fake friendly and kind there's no like a obviously look out for dudes who just pretend to be like yeah i'm a feminist baby total feminist i agree in women's rights and i'm gonna tell you i love you right now just so we have sex so i can increase my body count haha <laughs> i was fooling you all along uh but yeah people who are genuinely nice kind and uh you know how if you're a guy, you like talking to people who don't make you feel awkward or weird? Yeah, surprise, surprise. Everyone likes that. It's not a gendered thing. You know, you've been in conversations, I'm sure, before where you're just like you're waiting for it to end or you're, you're in your head thinking of what can I say next because this is just so painfully awkward. Yeah, that that's something that everyone actually shares, you know, kind of the same things that guys are, are looking for women in, you know, when, when it's like, so what, what do men actually want in women? Uh, boobies giant boobs but what else are you looking for ass B big ass huge ass yeah big ass big boobs well i kind of feel like you're looking for an anime character and i guess uh, yeah i mean there is a large range of pillows you could buy to, to satisfy those needs sir uh it, it, it's also by the way men men i guess are ashamed to admit this but uh yeah men want women who also are nice and, and make them feel good and, and make them feel happy 
and make them feel safe and, and and honestly there's so much fucking psychic damage that has been done to dudes being raised in this patriarchal fucking reinforcement that yeah a, a lot of them do want women who can support them and and support them emotionally because apparently men aren't unable to uh, open about emotions lest they be called pussies or f slurs uh, for for you know having a single feeling i've got a feeling what are you an f slur don't do that no feelings you got to protect how are you going to protect if you're having feelings you can't do both at the same time right do love you. Of course, all those things. Winston Churchill is a good example. A lot of people want their wartime leaders, and then when it's not wartime, they want to put them back on the shelf. They say, okay, we want to do it. So Winston Churchill, right? We had Chamberlain. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Boobs are amazing. They're incredible. I love boobs. Yeah, boobs of all sizes, by the way. It doesn't matter if they're enormous or small. I mean, boobs are incredible. I'm not, I'm not here to say that boobies aren't awesome. All right? And obviously, we are a pro-boob stream. That's not, that's not the point. But the point being is that like, that's not it in its entirety. You know, it's like a lot of this is is like a courting or trying to find women based on like, well, they're hot. Okay. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. And then I mean, okay, sorry. They're hot. But like, what's their body count? Because like maybe they had sex with a lot of guys. So even though they're hot, they've kind of been lowered in their value as objects that I want to win. Or the Nazis, they were moving, moving forward there on the Western Front. And uh, they said, hey, we need someone. We need a we need a hard ass. We need Winston Churchill. Right. Brought him in. Almost single-handedly kind of put a pause on the Nazi rise, which allowed America to get in and save the rest of the world. You're welcome. Sorry we were a little late. But did you guys know Churchill was ousted two years later? Did you know that? Not surprised. Two years later. Why? Because he didn't support socialized health care. So they said, we need someone to come in and protect us. And then afterwards, he was like, socialized, you'll become a bunch of lazy socialist pussies. And they were like, okay, now we don't want you anymore because... I, I'm like, I, I would be so scared to learn what it is like to talk to a Steven Crowder fan about history. Because <laughs> genuinely, you'd be t- saying things like, well, no-fault divorce was started by uh, Hugh Hefner on the behest of uh, Kinsey because Kinsey's study revealed that everyone wants to have sex with everyone. Uh, that that was the purpose of it all. Uh, and, and then that is what taught us about, like, you're like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> None of, what, this isn't true. Why, why are you saying that? Well, apparently Churchill uh, was really good during the war. But then after the war, uh, he wanted to become a socialist or something. And then he was a socialist. And he was like, <laughs> the means of production for everyone. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, well, no. And then, then they then they got rid of him. That's that's history, I think. We we don't need you. It's not wartime. It's peace. So now we want all the free stuff. And he said, but there could be wartime. It could come again. Doesn't matter. They got rid of them. You see that a lot in relationships where they want someone who's going to, going to go out and protect and provide. Okay, but also is sensitive. Also does all of these new things that men weren't required to do. Now I get. I'm not saying that. <laughs> How dare men be sensitive? <laughs> or learn to properly process their emotions. Like, holy shit, this shit is so deeply sad because, like, it is a problem. It's a huge-ass problem. You know, you, you could be like, oh, well, you know, Lance seems like he's uh, pretty in tune with his feelings kind of a guy. I, I can tell you, as, as short as maybe, like, five or six years ago, I had a full-on, like, major crisis because I was coming to terms with the fact that, like, you know, every... I, I've despised in relationships that I've had how women tell other women everything that's troubling them and including sometimes me and I don't do that I don't talk to other guys about that shit I don't bother them with that shit I don't talk to other men about that even my best friends okay I don't talk shit about you I'm not talking shit about you that's because I respect you and I respect the relationship and then it was like that that is just so deeply sad that like dudes don't talk to other dudes about their feelings lest they feel very vulnerable about it they, they don't make themselves vulnerable they don't put themselves in a position where they could cry in front of another guy 
die because something is deeply making them sad. Sometimes you could wake up and be sad for no reason at all. You can't even place it. It's not that you've had a shitty day. You just don't know why. But now you're just trapped in this fucking box where you can't talk about it to anybody lest you be an F-slur. And so you do weird shit. You just go on long walks by yourself. You go on long drives by yourself. You just do shit where you're just completely isolated and you're just like, gotta process these like a man. Process these emotions. Yeah, just just figuring life out on my own because that's healthy. This is normal. This is just the way it should be. Don't want to be a pussy after all. So I'm just going to process my emotions by myself and then get over it. All right, cool. I'm over it. Back to being a man. That shit is so deeply sad. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm sad for myself and I'm sad for other men who have to do that. It perpetuates misery. It is, it is the most beautiful thing to start opening up with your guy friends and start having conversations about a lot of things you never knew, learning new things about them. You didn't know their own vulnerabilities. You didn't know their own insecurities which of course all people have because we're all fucking human beings doesn't matter if you have a, a separate sit, uh, set of like hormones that are going through your body you have a separate set of genitals or any of that kind of stuff we're all human beings who experience all these kind of emotions and then we just don't have sometimes a tool set to deal with it and boom we're, we're dealing with this where it's like oh now men are supposed to be sensitive but they're also supposed to be the protectors everyone should be a protector did, did, when I was post-surgery, I wasn't sitting there ready to get in a fight. I wasn't sitting there fucking lying there being like, I could beat up any other guy who comes near my woman, I tell you. Just give me an opportunity, I'll come out swinging. No, I, I could barely walk around the block. So yeah, if a mugger was attacking me, I would hope that my partner would run up and just fucking kick him in the balls for me. And it wouldn't emasculate me, I'd be like, fucking hell yeah, hell yeah, you took that piece of shit down. I was sexy. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, God, I've, I've been emasculated. I'm not defending I'm not defending the family unit. I mean, if fucking Chico had run up and bit him in the balls, I'd be fucking stoked. I'd be like, hell, fucking yeah, good job. Bite that motherfucker in the balls who's trying to attack us. Yeah, good job. Would not emasculate me. You know, it doesn't have to be the same case. And yes, obviously, help people. Don't Like, don't start fights, but defend people who are being improperly attacked. Yeah, you know, the Spider-Man rules. Just, just, just do that. Men should just come home, put their feet up, and not contribute at all. But men still want the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this, women, if you're if you're looking to to find a man. And honestly, one one more last last anecdote. Um, a lot of women I've talked to ha have definitely come to terms with the fact that they work jobs. They work jobs long hours. They work hard jobs. They come home. You work hard jobs as a man. You also come home. And then there's that dynamic. So who's going to clean the house? I guess the woman's expected to. Because society, right? So, you know, I, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy some TV while, while you take care of that. That's womanly duties. Uh, you know, in the odd chance that we have a physical encounter, if, if someone tries to break in, I'll step up. At that point, you could just chill and watch TV. But, I, you know, when, when, the, when the physical encounters happen, I'll jump up, as is my duty, and then I'll defend you by, by fighting the, the intruder. Um, but outside of that, I guess we're just we're going to have to play into our, into our dynamics here. It might be a little stressful, might cause some strain. You know, when we looked up divorce rates and reasons, that was like one of the number one reasons for divorce, by the way. The, the number one in the list was that unfair share of domestic duties. And what a surprise, you know, like I, I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone of that. I've been in relationships where there's been times when it's like you're not pulling your weight when it comes to that shit. And why should it be expected of, of one other person simply because of their gender that they're supposed to do all that shit in the house? I don't think it's a bad thing for people to ask for that. And and that goes in both directions. It's it's completely fine uh, for for men to, to start asking for things that trouble them and things that they have problems in relationships. And, and, and they don't maybe enjoy always this dynamic of having to reinforce 
Alice, you're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to be a guy. Why aren't you a guy? Why aren't you being more of a man? Are you, well, you're not even acting manly. Well, yeah, maybe that's a big problem. Maybe that's something that needs to be addressed. Maybe that's something that, you know, one side has to start, uh, you know, uh, addressing and, and, and understanding because it goes in both times, you know? If you were saying, hey, how do I make myself desirable to a man? They want a woman who's, yeah, pretty, yeah, but they want a woman who's nice. They want a woman who they feel like they come home and uh, it's a safe haven and someone who they can trust. Someone Clean, who has safe their back. Haven. We mock it now. I'm not just going to be some Tammy Wynette, stand by your man. Well, then don't expect to find a man. Men still want the same things. Women want a man who can provide, protect, also be sensitive. And divorced. So, yeah, uh, that's basically what Steven Crowder's advice has led to. Do you enjoy the surfs but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This show is produced by amazing people like you, and if you want to help us out, please consider donating over at patreon.com slash thesurfs. The show is made possible thanks to Amazing Fletch, Anna Loves Riley, Ariane McCarthy, Cheryl Alvarez, Doug Cady, Everything Important, Hagbard Celine, Lamedia Panza, Matthew Scarborough, Multimondi, Omni, Peanut Butter Blondie, Political Papi, Quiet185, Rachel K, Riley and Anna, Roller Dragon, Ruby K, Sir Nickus, Spinach Monster, Stellar Vision, Sebastian Demel, Tech Tink, Trevbot EXE, Words Greenwood, and not to mention all of the amazing and fabulous people you now see before you.